Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. Ask your smart speaker to play The Rob O'Donnell Show podcast. You'll get it all anytime you want. It's 309 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 47 degrees. Sunny outside. There was some haze outside, but um, definitely. A nice day. Pleasant to walk outside today and get some things. Uh, we're we're going to get into a bunch of things today. I got access to local media again, so that's good. Uh, I had to pass two days, go buy my local newspaper and flip through the newspaper, something I haven't done in a while. But uh, if anyone has any update on Lackawanna County budget that they were supposed to be voting on today at 1 o'clock, please give me a, give me a shout on text message or call in 570 um, like to see what they voted on or what what happened there. I, I I looked. I didn't see anything. I no reports on it. So did uh, did we get a budget increase or the lame duck commissioners uh, going to stick us with anything before they walk out the door? It'd be interesting to see. There, there's a couple things going on lately. Scranton police are probing that Luke Avenue death in the city of Scranton. Uh, see what happens there. I know Paul touched on that a little bit. It looks like Pennsylvania is going to redesign the mail-in bat mail-in ballot envelopes to cut down on voter error. Hmm. Also some accusations being thrown around with the Scranton School Board as far as the union president saying they're uh, look to intimidate some of their candidates or one of their candidates anyway. And it's going to be interesting to watch that go through. I saw earlier today and I, I don't know, Jake, if you're a fan of the Pogues, but Sean McGowan the front man for the Pogues passed away today at 65. Um, you know, you know the iconic Christmas song for uh, New York, so maybe we could pull something up for that. Jake, later today? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let me see some other things. Uh, it looks like with generous, generous benefits, and I, and I know this was talked about earlier, about how much lawmakers make in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania – I think they fall into third in pay in the nation. But with benefits and stipends and per diems and all that, they come in second in the nation as best compensated in the nation. Is it warranted? Is it not? I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what's going on. Since it is the holiday season, we'll check in here. We have uh, Sandra from Harvey's Lake on Christmas events this weekend. Sandra. Hi from the back mountain. I'm calling because I personally know Mrs. Claus very well, and she wants to let you know that on Sunday, this Sunday, from 8 to noon, Santa, Mrs. Claus, and the Grinch will be arriving via I-Town Fire Truck to the I-Town Fire Hall, which is on 415, just before you head down the hill to Grotto, right on your left. Mm-hmm. Fire Company, once a month, on the first Sunday of each month, has a breakfast. Well, this December breakfast, as every year, we're having a grand time. The three icons will be actually, I'll tell you what, having a good time welcoming children and their parents to come and see, you know, us at the Fire Company breakfast. The breakfast is, you know, all you can eat for one price. That's excellent. So, and it supports your local fire company. 
we have to help our fire companies, especially here in the Harvey's Lake and Back Mountain area. We absolutely There's do, another Susan. Another event that's just over the hill from here in a place called Loyalville, which is just off of Route 29. There's an old-fashioned Christmas party every year at Del Canics, and it, that goes on Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 4. And in that time period, lots of stuff is happening. There's carriage rides both days from noon to 3. The carriage rides have these big, enormous Persian horses pulling the carriage around the farm. And that's free. This whole thing is free. There's free hot coffee, hot chocolate, soup, Joyce's homemade donuts, candy samples. And then everything in the uh, magnificent poinsettia is in the greenhouse. They're so beautiful. She grows them throughout the year. But and we all know thing. how hard that is. <laughs> we all know how hard it is to maintain and keep and grow those poinsettias. Boy, that is a, a craft in itself, especially in the bulk quantity that she does. And there's other things there. There's bulk foods. There's um, fresh uh, cheeses. You just have to see Del Canics Saturday and Sunday with this Christmas party. But from tw- 2 to 4, Santa Claus comes and brings a present for every child. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, I love these small-town Christmases, the themes that are out there. Uh, I love supporting our local fire, fire department. So anytime you have anything that the fire department's doing out there, feel free to call in and we'll get that out. We'll get the information out there, Sandra. Well, we'll make this a regular visit okay. every week or so until Christmas because there is, how can I say, there are so many events that involve, you know, the threesome, the uh, Grinch, Santa, and Mrs. Claus. But it was a pleasure to talk to you, and thank you. Thank you, Sandra, and get, thank you for getting that information out there. And if, you, if you're interested this weekend, check out the Back Mountain there up in Harvey's Lake and uh, check out the, the big three, Santa, Mrs. Claus, and hopefully they keep the Grinch at bay. And you're supporting our local fire department of first responders at that and local businesses and local people. And, and again, I, I love these small-town Christmas themes. Uh, you know, my wife and I always go down to Jim Thorpe to walk around. We go out to Tunkhannock during their Christmas you know, walkabouts with the, all the decorated old stores and the, the houses that are up there all lit up. It's a great time. And like I said, I was at the Tuesday, I was at the Guitars and Stars from our sister station, Froggy 101, and just walking around downtown Scranton with everything lit up. The big uh, Electric City sign, you had the Courthouse Square all lit up, you had the shops around Courthouse Square all decorated. It was a chilly night. Um, you know, you had the, the tower, the radio tower lit up. It was just a Nice. I had some people from out of town, sort of, and they were like, hey, this, this this looks great. This looks nice. You know, that, that hometown feeling. We take it for granted here, but we shouldn't. And if you have the opportunity, you know, pop down there, especially at a night where it's not too crowded or anything. And, uh, you know, give yourself a walk around. Check out some local businesses if they're still open. Don't go too late. Um, maybe head up to Naog and, you know, get to take the lights, drive through light event up there on. It's a great day for the kids. And I know we take it. We've seen it. We take it for granted, but we truly shouldn't because, you know, I've been here 20 years, like I've said. You guys know this. And, uh, you know, walking around, I just looked around. And I was like, you know, it's, this is just a great place to be. This is this is where I've chose to live the rest of my life, raise my kids, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. And like I said, there's so much, you know, just a concert at the Scranton Cultural Center, which is a great place to see something. Um, again, people from out of town, they originally lived in California. Now they're in upstate New York. 
up in the Saratoga Springs area. Um, really loved the, the area. Really loved Scranton. You know, walking by the municipal building, they made a, a comment to how nice the architecture was. The courthouse, obviously. Um, you know, the old post, the post office. You know, the old, uh, the old hotel, German hotel, and the and the the, the tower building, the, the Scranton Times building. It was just a nice place to be, and uh, we really, truly should uh, take advantage of these things that we have there. One of the stories I pulled up, and I don't think I've ever seen this, but there's a defunct Pennsylvania roller coaster that now operates in Costa Rica, courtesy of Knobles. Many amusement rides have come and gone in Pennsylvania amusement parks. Some rides are removed due to them reaching the end of their lifespan. Uh, some get moved to other parks around the country. But there's one roller coaster that called Pennsylvania home for over 10 years that was moved out of the country to a different area of the world. The Whirlwind Roller Coaster at Knobles Amusement Park was a coaster that operated from 1993 to the end of the 2004 season. Jake, were you ever on the Whirlwind Roller Coaster at Knobles? Oh, that sounds familiar. Well, if you were, and if anyone else there listening it is, um, before they built built it at the park, the ride was opened in 1984 in New York theme park called Playland Park. Now, that I have been to. Uh, the ride was Knobel's first coaster to feature inversions, which is according to the National Amusement Park Historic Association. Uh, the ride opened during the 1993 season. It was 64 feet tall and was 1,148 feet in length. Its track was white with green supports and featured a single train with seven cars. The trains were red and yellow. The ride's layout is rather simple as it featured two corkscrews separated by a large curve. Besides the inversions, the coaster was mild with a top speed of around 40 miles per hour. The coaster itself was manufactured by Vekoma, who has also built well-known roller coasters, is the Rock and Roll roller coaster at Disney Hollywood Studios, and the Jolly Rancher remix at Hershey Park. After the 2004 season, Whirlwind was dismantled and reopened in San Jose, Costa Rica. The coaster received a new paint job of a yellow track and blue supports and was renamed the Baraka, which is a species of viper. The entrance of the ride features a large snakehead, and the ride... Opened at that park in 2005 and is still operational to this day. So between 1993 and 2004, if you were ever at Knobles and rolled the Whirlwind roller coaster, that roller coaster is now in Costa Rica. Nicknamed uh, the Bacara. Baraka. Bacaraca. 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 Which is a species of viper. And uh, it's still in operation today, so it's great uh, repurposing there. There's a picture of it, but the picture is from Knobles, where it had, uh, you know, the white track and green supports and the yellow and uh, red car. So if you were ever there, you ever dealt with it, uh, rode it, I don't think I was ever there during that time. That's about the year I moved here. It was the year I moved here, 2004. So it was gone before my kids went there. But I'm sure there's plenty of people here, and I'm sure uh, enjoyed that roller coaster. And I, I just saw it was a fun, it was a fun piece of uh, history for here in, in Pennsylvania. I know uh, Knobles is one of those places again that we take for granted. That's a great place that uh, a lot of places in the nation don't have those home 
hometown parks like that. Everything's now these big theme parks, the mass owned by these big corporations. So, uh, you know, there you go. Part of Pennsylvania is living alive and well in Costa Rica. It's uh, 321 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 325, 47 degrees and sunny outside. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Luciano wants to talk about Costa Rica since we brought it up with uh, one of our roller coasters there. Hey, Luciano, how are you doing today? Thank you, Bob, for taking my call. Yes, I lived in uh, California about 20-plus years. I used to hang around people from Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua. And and Costa Rica is extremely uh, first-world country. Of all the Central American, everybody loves to get into Costa Rica. Costa Rica has extremely um, – they do not allow anyone. They're very precise in who they want to enter their country. I'm not surprised. Everybody wants to uh, – Central American Mexicanos, they want to go to Central America, uh, specifically Costa Rica. Very few illegals from Costa Rica that migrate to the United States, there must be – they have to have a criminal background because 98 percent of Costa Ricans love living and, and dying in Costa Rica. I'm not surprised about – uh, what you mentioned about that amusement and like i said they're they're extremely they live the people of costa rica the citizens they live very well and they're very uh first world of all central americans as to a lesser extent colombia like compared compared to peru and, and, and venezuela so colombia also has extreme uh um uh, they don't allow venezuelans or anybody to enter colombia they they very selective they unlike us we're allowing everybody to to bombard our country well that's Luciano, I that's, the, yeah, ahead, I, i've been to colombia uh, on several occasions and uh they are allowing venezuelans to come in but they're allowing them to transfer for through they're not allowing them to stay there so that's, that, that's, they're, they're that, saying. that's what's going right. on with Colombia. They are taking plenty of Venezuela migrants just to allow them to go through. They're not allowed to stay. Um, and yeah. Costa Rica, like you brought up, you're, you're 100% correct. It is a big tourist destination. It's a big retirement destination for people in New York, yeah. Canada, and, and North America as a whole. So you're 100% correct Absolutely. when it comes to that. I appreciate you. Let me let me say this. I want to say this to clear this up. You're absolutely right about Colombia. And when Venezuelanos want to come to Colombia, they're they're give them meals and 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 they'll help them out three or four a week. As a matter of fact, up to a week of anything. They but they must leave Colombia. They will not get any government support from Colombia. From the Venezuelanos will not get any government support from from uh, Colombia. But they will help them out for about a week or two. You're absolutely right about about that. Yeah. But they, they must leave Colombia and go to their destiny of United States. Unfortunately, we're the only uh, idiots that are allowing <laughs> everyone in anything. That, that appears to be true. It appears to be true. Yeah. And just to, on Thank that you. on that note, Luciano, yeah. while I have you on, I've also spent some time in Venezuela. I spent some time there in 1991 before Chavez took over there, and it was one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to. I spent some time. I spent two weeks in Caracas. I spent a week in Isla de Margarita, which is right off of there, and uh, it was one of the most beautiful cities that I've ever been to. The people there were outstanding. They were a thriving economy, a thriving community. The leather goods, the jewelry, everything. The people were just sort of the food, the culture was just unbelievable. But what's incredible, when I was there, I believe it was their their currency is the Bolivar. Um, I believe it was 52 or 54 Bolivars per a U.S. dollar. I think now it's like 24, 
thousand bolivars to the U.S. dollar. That's how bad their economy is since uh, socialism has taken over down there. But, you know, it's a shame because I saw it with my own eyes. I spent time there. It was such a beautiful Mm -hmm. place to be. And, um, you know, we happened to be there in Caracas when a mini coup, it was like Chavez's test run in 1991, took place. So we spent about two hours in the local embassy because, uh, you know, we were Americans and they told us we should go to the embassy. And it, But it was put down very quickly. And unfortunately, you know, a few years later, Chavez took over and it was all downhill from there. And so did, so did Cuba. The same thing happened to Cuba. Thank yep. you, Bob. Thank take you, care. Luciano. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. And uh, it is. It's a shame. Um, something else I just saw pop up, un- unrelated to that, but it's relative to Pennsylvania. If you live in the northern tier of Pennsylvania, there's a slight chance you may be able to see the northern lights tonight. That the uh, Thursday night into Friday's Aurora forecast uh, um, shows that there is a slight chance that northern Pennsylvania may get a glimpse of the northern lights because the the solar storm, they rate them, I think, in the G. It's a... G5 storm is the highest possible storm. I believe this was upgraded to a G3 or a G4, between a G3 and G4, which means, uh, you know, it's possible to see start seeing the northern lights in the lower 48 states. So if you happen to have a clear view outside, you have no uh, light pollution in your area and you're in the northern tier, there is a slight chance tonight you possibly could see the northern lights. I'm sure you could just do a social media check to check it out. That's one one of my bucket lists, seeing the northern lights. So I'm uh, hoping to do that. There's a few things that I'd like to to do on my bucket list, but to, to view the northern lights is one of them. But if you're in north northern tier of Pennsylvania today and you happen to be outside without light pollution, there may be a good chance you could see the northern lights. Slim chance, but that's better than normal for our area. It's uh, 3.31 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 337, 47 degrees and sunny outside. Got a text message. Why does socialism get to blame when Venezuela's leadership mismanaged the oil money and made themselves rich? That's not socialism. Even uh, if that's what they call themselves, maybe they need a dictionary. Socialism would be if everyone benefited equally from the sale of the oil, free health care, school Food, housing, etc. Social equals shared. Chavez didn't share. Um, show me a place where socialism has been successful. And I know that's not your point there, but uh, it's it's a failed system. Simple as that. Just like we've seen communism is a failed system, and uh, where the majority of the population suffer, and it needs the minority needs to be kept in power by fear and simple power. It's as simple as that. I mentioned it earlier, but the the Scranton School Board is claiming that the union president tried to intimidate a superintendent finalist. I believe they've, if I read it correctly, they narrowed uh, the pool down to three candidates for the next superintendent. I believe the next school board will be making the final decision on this. But it says the president of the Scranton Federation of Teachers attempted to harass and intimidate a top candidate for the superintendent job, the Scranton School Board is alleging. In a sternly worded letter sent Wednesday, directors condemned Rosemary Boland's actions at a November 19th meeting in which she and other, she and other employee representatives and some incoming school directors met the three finalists for a position, for the position. 
Bolin on Wednesday defended herself and her actions, calling the letter disappointing. Directors contend Bolin handed one of the candidates a copy of a 1983 decision in the case of Demi versus Clearfield Area School District discouraging case law regarding the appointment of a superintendent. Incoming director Robert J. Casey threatened legal action if the board entered into a contract before the new directors joined the board on Monday. Directors later learned that only one candidate received a copy of the decision during the meeting. Your choice of this specific candidate gives rise to the reasonable conclusions that you were in possession of confidential information concerning the board's rankings of the final candidates, that their selection was not one you preferred, and that the provision of the document was designed to affect the ultimate outcome of the selection process, the letter stated. Boland said she only handed the candidate the court decision after the candidate asked about the potential lawsuit. The letter is based on fallacy and conjecture, Boland said. Directors called the move a calculated attempt to intimidate the candidate from withdrawing from the search. Citing a possible legal obstacle to a candidate's appointment is hardly a gesture of welcome or goodwill from your organization. Nor is, it th- nor is a thinly veiled attempt to manipulate the selection of Scranton's next superintendent, the letter states. We believe that your attempt on this occasion to manipulate the process and influence the outcome amounts to conduct well beyond the actions of a responsible union leader. On Tuesday, directors announced the incoming board will make the final decision on, super- on the superintendent due to the timing and state requirement to provide five days' written notice before such a vote. Directors have not revealed the names of the three finalists. Board President Roe Hume said Boland's actions go back to the day of cronyism. Since this superintendent search began in August, there has been a coordinated chorus of support for a particular candidate preferred by the SFT. Hume said, this intimidation was a Hail Mary attempt by the union to influence the process in its final stage. It sadly shows their lack of faith in the preferred candidate's ability to win the position in their own merits. They also said the 1983 court decision is a bad law and not relevant to the current situation, according to the letter. And this being reported by, uh, as always, great reporting from Sarah Hafias Hall, staff writer for the Scranton Times-Tribune that covers education. And if this was, in fact, a way for the union leadership to manipulate who the school board wishes to pick as their next uh, superintendent, that's a shame because uh, that's not how this works. The people of Scranton elect a school board. The school board votes on who they want to run the school board as a superintendent. It's the will of the people. That's the way it's supposed to be. But we'll see where this ends up. It seems to be on the radar now and out there. And uh, we'll see who ends up getting this, but it doesn't appear that it's going to take place until the new school board steps in. And just like when I talk about the outgoing Lackawanna County commissioners shouldn't be making decisions to hamper the incoming commissioners for the next two years with $43 million in debt and a tax increase a very high tax increase. It's the same here. I think they should wait till the incoming board comes in because as you're walking out the door, as there is a new majority coming in or whatever the, the, the transition is for the Scranton School Board, I don't know the numbers specifically, 
with a new board coming in Monday, it's the right thing to do. So I'm glad they went in that direction as well. And again, I don't have a stake in that game. It's uh, 3.43 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are the home are home this Saturday to face the Springfield Thunderbirds at 6.05. Get tickets at wbspenguins.com or call 570-208-7367. And the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins have the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life. The holiday hat trick, a perfect one-size-fits-all gift of four undated ticket vouchers. Good for any remaining Penguins home games. Two skating passes for the Toyota Sportsplex and a pair of Pittsburgh Penguins mittens. Packages start at 66 bucks. Visit WBSPenguins.com or call 570-208-7367. Go Pens! Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 348. 47 degrees and sunny outside. Beautiful. Get some time outside before the sun sets. Before it goes down, gets a little chillier tonight. What are your plans tonight? Are you headed? Has anyone headed out to the uh, arena, Wilkesbury Arena, to um, see Old Dominion tonight playing? I'll be there. So if you're going to be there, if you see me, say hello. We'll check it out. Mrs. is coming here to meet me at the studio. I don't know when she's going to get here, though. She might be here just as the show ends. And then we're going to head down to uh, see the concert. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, Lorraine from Hazleton with a poem. Lorraine always loved the poems. What do you got for us today? <laughs> yes, you were coached. <laughs> no, no coach for me. I'm, I'm teasing in a way. Listen, um, being that the Grinch was mentioned, you know there's the Grinch that stole Christmas. Well, I wrote one, the Grouch that stole Christmas. <laughs> it was the night before Christmas. And all through the house, there wasn't a creature moving, not even my spouse. I glared at him across the room as he sprawled out on the couch. My head must have been in the twilight zone when I decided to marry this grouch. I continued with all my Christmas chores when suddenly he sprang to his feet. And the only words that he could utter were, what in the world is there to eat? I was tempted to throw a dish at him, but decided not to go that route. After all, it was Christmas Eve, so why even bother to fight and shout? Finally, we decided to exchange our presents. <clears throat> at least, he replied, thank you, dear. I wasn't surprised when I opened mine to find one contained his list for next year. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, Lorraine, my wife's going to want a signed copy of that so she can frame it and hang it on the wall. <laughs> and read it to you. <laughs> yep. Yep, oh, without well. a doubt. Why, well, you're the grouch at still Christmas? No, no, I'm, I'm actually good. But uh, she'd probably agree with you, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought I'd lighten, I don't know, I thought I'd lighten my own mood or somebody else's. Hey, you got to look. You got to look out for number one, and if everybody else enjoys the ride, then you let them. Simple as that. Yeah. Can't go through life may trying to make everybody else happy. Yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Listen, I wish I could see the Northern Lights. Oh boy, the Aurora Borealis. Yep. Do you know my mother used to? She used to. I just want to tell you a quick little story. She 
used to give people spelling words because she, she was always good at spelling math, everything. So one of her favorite words was Aurora Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, I would love to see them, but oh well, I don't think I will from where I am. I'm on the south side of town. Yeah, and in the valley, I don't think you'll see it. Too much light pollution. Uh, and even up by me, I can see the, the glow of, of the valley with the, well, the lights from down there. Well, really, Hazelson's on the mountain, so I wouldn't have a chance, would I, Rob? Uh, don't know. Uh, it's a slim chance to begin with. Uh, yeah. I know they have been seen in Pennsylvania. Matter of fact, someone uh, just a couple of weeks ago posted pictures that they saw northern lights uh, up by me. I believe they were Susquehanna County and were able to see them. Well, so uh, they, they, are, they, they are available, but they're very hard to come by. Yeah. Here what, in our area. What time are they coming out? <laughs> uh, it's, it's later in the evening because it said Thursday into Friday, so I would imagine somewhere oh. around midnight. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'll be up. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'll go look for my grouch now. <laughs> I don't have a grouch even to look for. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, thank you for checking in with us, Lorraine. Thank you for that uh, cheer up of the day. I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure many people got a kick out of it. And there's people looking at their spouse right now going, you see? You see? Yeah, that's, yeah isn't that the truth? Yep, yep. No yeah, doubt. I told you. My wife would be sitting here across from me nodding her head within agreements with you. Okay, I'll, I'll write an extra copy and she can <laughs> Thank you, Lorraine. You have a great night. I'll try. You too. Bye now. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was great. Um, internal documents show that the Biden administration waived taxpayer safeguards to boost offshore wind projects. The Biden administration quietly granted a request from an energy firm developing an offshore wind project off the coast of Massachusetts to waive development fees designed to safeguard taxpayers, according to internal documents. The Bureau of Ocean Energy Management informed Vineyard Wind that it had waived a financial assurance for decommissioning cost fees in a June 15, 2021 letter obtained by a watchdog group, Project the Public Trust. Federal statute mandates that developers pay a fee prior to construction on their leases. A potentially hefty fee designed to guarantee federal property is returned to its original state after a leasee departs the lease. Basically returning the ocean back to the way it was before they put up their windmills. And this fee is to ensure that. So if something happens, like let's say what just happened off the coast of New Jersey, where they started construction and a company abandoned the project, or let's just say a company goes bankrupt like a Solyndra, and they don't no longer exist, these fees are there in a safeguarded pool of money to return the environment to the way it should be. Well, the Biden administration is waiving that. So are we? A, are, is there a green initiative or isn't there? Or are we in such a rush where we are waiving mandatory fees that are, are meant to protect us, protect the environment, simply because they want to rush this green environment? They want to say, look what we did. But yet behind it all, they're waving these things left and right. Is it truly about the environment? Doesn't appear so. Doesn't appear so when you start peeling those layers back. It's uh, 3.55 here at WILK. Time for the Bloomberg Money Minute.
As always, the text messages are loving the choice of bumper music there, Jake, so keep up the good work. Here with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 359 outside. Got a text message from the Jersey Devil saying, two nights of music in one week? Ballsy. Remember you suffering yesterday? I said, yeah, I'm too old for this. I said, understood, Sergeant Murtaugh. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> going to regret my choice of uh, going out on a school night. I normally never do this twice. But today I'm just going to see the music and I'm coming right home after. There will be no after party. I will not be hanging out with the musicians. I will not be going on tour with them. I promise. Jay, what do you have to say, Jake? I see you getting no warmed up. No bus to Rochester. No huh? bus to Rochester. No bus, bus to ride. They're in Pittsburgh today. He just took a picture. They just arrived in Pittsburgh for their sound jet. Took, took a picture at Heinz Stadium so, or whatever it's called now. Hey, it's always it going to be Heinz Field to me. There you go. Um, so if you're out there in, in Pittsburgh, make sure you check out Michael Ray. He's out there tonight.